How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes. It's the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. And this episode, we'll be talking about stress. Oh, I hate stress. <laughs> we'll talk about what it looks like, the face of stress. We'll talk about how, to su- how it succeeds and how it fails as a tool of human physiology. We'll talk about what can be done about it when it's messing with us. And we'll talk about how we can get on its good side as Olympic athletes of everyday life. (laughs) All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. So today we'll be talking about stress and unstress. Uh, Okay, actually, you know what? First of all, when people are going to be listening to this, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Hope like, you guys are having a good day. Oh my goodness. Yeah, hopefully yeah. you don't feel any stress during this time. <laughs> yeah, especially now. Halloween's weird this year with like, COVID and everything. I don't know how people are going to be like okay with like letting their kids go out doing this stuff. But Yeah, um, that's true. I saw while I was at, uh, I was in like the kind of west side of Vancouver, there was like a, there was a house that had like a pipe and they would have put it put the candy in the pipe it would slide down oh, the, the rail yo. and go to the kids. I like that. I like seeing that. Fireworks. What's wrong with fireworks? Are illegal. They're illegal what? now. Yeah. Wait, like what do you mean like you mean like the big fireworks that explode in the sky or just like the Yeah, any fireworks I feel like. Okay, let what? me see. BC firework laws. No, dude. Yeah, no, BC firework ban, fire bans and restrictions. Wait, no, that can't be because they're selling they're selling fireworks in my town right now. It's got to be like those really big ones. It has to be those. Here we go. Here we go. S- selling, giving, or setting off fireworks, except between October 24th and November 1st in any year. What? Oh. That means it's legal. Yeah. Okay, my, I, mean, okay, I think sense. my friend just read it wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can, <laughs> feel free to cut this whole part out. <laughs> that was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I thought okay, they were okay. illegal, man. What? <laughs> Okay. okay, anyways, we're talking about Sorry. stress. <laughs> dude. I was stressed out <laughs> because I could light my fireworks this year, dude. <laughs> no way. I can't believe oh, that. Sorry. All right. So today we're talking about stress. Um, right now, for me and Francis, it's like a little bit... This is kind of hitting us hard right now because, you know, university, um, we're going into November. November for me is a really, really busy month with like major projects happening like twice a week for the whole month, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, so stress right now is uh, in full fledge this month, this coming month. Yeah, right now um, at my school, UBC, we're, we're in midterm season. And it's uh, so like this Wednesday, I have a midterm on soil. Uh, and I also have like a lab due tomorrow or tonight, actually at 12. And we got more assignments piling up that we have to do. And yeah, so yeah, two two exams this week for me and big assignments as well. So right now, Wait, wow. now two is... Two exams this week? Yeah. Right now, now is, the, now is the time. I don't know about November. Like for me, so many things happen. But so like I don't plan as far as two weeks in advance. So I don't really know what's going to happen in November. I hope it's not bad, but yeah, that, that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. That is, for me personally, that's when I feel the most stress 
is in like situations like this when I know it's like I'm not stressed out about it now that I know there's going to be lots of stuff coming in the next three weeks for me, next three or four weeks for me. It's that it's that moment where that all that assignment and all that buildup clashes with what's happening today and tomorrow. That is when I feel the most stress because like um, it's more like I don't have a control in my. OK, actually, you know what? I, I like this. I don't. Stuff like that, when stuff like that happens, it feels like for me, I don't have a control over my life. It's when things uh, set a schedule for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I feel that on the daily, dude. I feel that every day. Like today, I was feeling that because I had a, you know, I had my uh, report due to tonight. And like it was a set, it was a set thing that I had to deal with. So all of today, actually, all of today, I was feeling this, this internal you know, pain, this heart pain that I feel. I think I've talked about this before, but that's what, how I characterize stress. That's what it looks like for me. And I felt that today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it caused me to just stop and go to my bedroom and just like chill out <laughs> until it subsided and then I could get to work again. But yeah, that's like that. Yeah, that's a constant for me as well. And I feel like that's just because, like you said, you don't have control. You let other things have control at the moment. Yeah. That's like the most, the best way I can explain it for me. is like when I start feeling like I, uh, although I schedule my days and I schedule my weeks, it's not like I'm scheduling it because I want to schedule it this way. It's like I have to schedule it this way or else it's going to hurt more in the future. Um, and like that kind of, I, I don't want to call it messy because like it's not really messy, but that kind of mess in my life and that it's i don't know it's it's hard to explain that's but like that's the best way i can explain it is when i don't really have a control into stuff i want to do that makes sense when you have control there's like there's predictability and you know what's coming and so you don't have to really think about it you could just sit back and relax and that's pretty much the opposite of stress right there right so yeah i guess having to having to give control to other things like is is a stressor like when you're doing homework or something and like it's really full-fledged and you just you just power through it and you just keep powering through it for me at least i feel like there's a moment where i'm like okay uh this is too much for me right now mm. like then i stop but that usually takes up usually like around a day three hours minimum is usually when I start feeling it. But like it can last up to a day before I realize, yo, I did this whole day completely wrong. I should have rested here or something. I have that really fast, actually. It's like right after, you know, uh, a series of lectures and then I have to start working. That's how it usually is for me because I have lectures from like the morning up until usually like right after, right, right after lunchtime. So I start having to do work or at around two. Right then, right at the end of the lectures, that's when I start having it. Like that's when I start feeling it. That's how, that's how, like, it's not really how long it takes. It's when I realize I have to do work. That's when I feel the stress. So, so how I got over that today was actually, I just realized that right after, right after my lectures, Ooh, you know what? No, it's not right after lectures, right after lectures, it kind of comes to its peak, but you know, the, like what we've been talking about in it, in, in like the planning stage of this, like right before was that how I define stress, sorry, is the reaction of having to overcome an obstacle, right? It's the reaction to that. Yeah. And when I feel that reaction, which is kind of what your question is asking, like when, when do you, how long does it take for you to realize you have to deal with it? 
um for me it's not not really how long it takes for me it's like you know when when in the day when in the day do i feel like uh i'll have to deal with something and therefore get stressed is during lectures during like the final lectures when i know that at two i'll have the opportunity to do work (laughs) like not even have to do it but the opportunity is there for me to do work that's when i'm like like right, right in that lecture at that point, I'm like, uh, man, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's when the stress hits for me. So yeah. So what I've done today was I realized that that's what would happen. And then right after lectures happened, I just got up and went to my bedroom and just like watched shows until it subsided. And then I started doing work because I only had to do like that one major thing today. Um, so what I'm hearing is for you to kind of like de-stress, like after a stressful moment, you go straight to Netflix yeah uh, in like in like a way to de-stress kind of thing exactly yeah, yeah. That's okay I yeah I, I know a lot of people a lot of people do that um yeah it's really easy to do that and um yeah i would like do all my lectures take a shower kind of relax um then maybe like watch an episode of whatever i'm watching for the for that time and then get and then do homework but oh that's nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but so that that that's what you're saying. That's how you deal with it. You go yeah, that's how Netflix. I deal with it. But I realize mm. now from you saying that that it's kind of a good way to deal with it. Like before, I think was unhealthy where I right after lectures felt like I had to do work, so I just got on it. I scheduled uh, beforehand that I had to do you know this or this right at two, uh, which is when everything ended. And at that time, like I just couldn't do it. Like I was dead. Like. My heart was beating, uh, and and at the same time, I was falling asleep, kind of, while I was trying to read something, and it just was not pretty. So, uh, yeah, I guess that on my part, that was just a miscalculation of my motivation at the time. Yeah, and oh, okay, so that brings me to like, kind of why I came up with this definition of what stress is for me. Like I said, it was the reaction of having to overcome an obstacle, right? So for me, like, the obstacle is motivation having to deal with and having to overcome this motivation problem while I'm doing homework that is what is the killer for me that's what's that's what the stress that's the origin of stress because you know not having motivation to do the assignment obviously leads to not finishing it and not finishing it leads to it not being done and not be it not being done leads to you know not not good things for your academic career, I guess. So, ah. um, yeah, but it okay, all well, starts wait, real with quick. having to be motivated. So wait, so, okay, real quick. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like your main, the core of the problem for you is motivation then, right? Yeah. Ah, okay. I guess so. Yeah. But this motivation I'm saying is, I'm talking about is not like a mental motivation. Cause I feel like I have plenty of that. I could, I could find, you know, ways to, I think I I feel like I'm a pretty positive guy. So like, like if I have something to do and it's just like, it's not a matter of why am I doing this? Like, this is not, (laughs) this is not the, this is not the right thing to be doing right now. Cause I can always find a positive spin and say that, okay, everything I'm doing, everything it has value. Cause out of this, I could go into a career that's going to help people, you know, this and this and this, but motivation in the sense that it's like this this just part of who i am as a human being i guess yeah it is kind of mental too because it's a it's a bodily reaction to something it's either laziness to its like most 
most uh you know and in its purest form like laziness like i get tired or hunger and i uh you know just find an excuse to go up to the kitchen and try and like snack on something but those things those things are really uh hard to hard to deal with and those are the direct ties to motivation because with those things in my mind motivation is non-existent because i could be thinking about something else and it's not like direct you know i think um i think some sometimes my stress the core of my stress is motivation but like i feel like most people's everyone's core of stress comes differently to each person it sounds like for you it's motivation and like it's a different kind of motivation it's not like a mental motivation or anything um but like ultimately i feel like everyone's stress comes from one core or and it's different for each people for each people for everyone for me i recently found out like when we talked about this like a week ago for brainstorming um i thought about i thought about a bit more uh that's why i was like when we were planning or not planning like um warming up i was talking about why this episode itself kind of caused some stress for me. Uh, and I think my core, the core of my stresses is control. Uh, it's that it's, there's for, it's like that control of what's happening and the control in my life and all that stuff. Uh, if we go back to the school example, when there's lots of stuff happening, um, I can write a schedule down but ultimately, there's so many factors that can bump into that schedule that's out of my control. So that's kind of like where my stress comes from, is those outside factors that I can't put a hold on. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, and I love that. And you could go... No, sorry, I don't love that. <laughs> Obviously, I don't love that you have to go through that. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, it's good that you bring that up because like, you know, we have problems and our main... Our main uh, our main sources of these stresses are kind of clear and laid out now. So I think like the next step is how we deal with that. Um, but before we get into that, I just had a thought, right? I just had a thought because Vincent, he recently finished the show that I was kind of recommending to him. Ah, and, yes. And you know, it's the good place. It's a really good show on Netflix. It talks about kind of what we're talking about sometimes, like the deep stuff, why we do stuff. Vinny, you can explain what what <laughs> what Y means to you. Um, okay, you know what's funny that you said the word Y. I don't know if I told. Wait, I told you this, didn't I? Like the yeah. The, it it questions. Oh wow, I totally like kind of blur that together because I was also talking <laughs> to my brother about this, and like for some oh, reason yeah. <laughs> I blurred our conversation like with him. Um, but yeah, so what I found out from the Good Place, and it's it's really interesting because a lot of the shows that we watch. It's, it answers the question of the plot line. In, and the question of the plot line is usually how and what. Mysteries and suspense and horror movies are usually who. Um, sometimes how, like how did the devil come up or like how did the, uh, whatever it is. Um, but this show, and it's re- I find it really, really hard to do this in any TV show. If it's the plot line, if the plot line is a why question and they do it to perfection... I think that show does not even like perfection because you can't really answer the why question to perfection, but as close to perfection as you can get, um, then I think that show deserves more praise than anything. Uh, Because like, if you think about it, how, what, and why 
it all leads to an answer. I feel like all those can give an answer. How did it happen? Okay, you have an answer. What? But the why is so open-ended. It's so like there's so many things that can come from it. I don't know. That's why I like that show so much. Um, yeah. I don't know how it, it relates to, to what question. we're talking about now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I brought up this conversation yeah. because of the characters. Because <laughs> of the characters and the problems oh, okay. we have with like stress because I feel like I'm a lot like... I guess from how we talked about what my stresses are, like from just, from just like our bodily, for me, it's just like, you know, bodily uh, needs and wants and just trying to suppress them to do work. And I feel like that's a very Jason. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And uh, yeah. And when you were talking about how you just need control, I feel like that's very cheaty because he needs an answer yeah. to things and he wants to he wants to have it yeah. like set he wants to have it all laid out and answered before he even does anything and that's kind of like you know the cripple for him but i don't know no if you so okay what's funny about this podcast is that we end up talking about a tv show a lot and I, that's why i like the episode <laughs> um why tv shows matter and like movies and storytelling is because it's so relatable there's so many things in that that's relatable uh if we even this example alone with the good place with like let's think about Jason for a second. His main problem is impulse, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see that in your life? Impulse takes a control over you. I definitely hide it very often. Like I have a, I have, I have thoughts to, to, to want to like go eat or I don't know, just get up and start moving around uncontrollably. Like, like those kinds of things. And, and they, you know, they, they materialize in like jitters and just like just a bad mood and kind of just like uh like that kind of feeling again because you know i, I want to do something but you know the situation doesn't really call for it like i have to do work or i have to do this or that it takes a toll because it takes me away from what i'm supposed to be doing so yeah impulse really does for me at least have a have a great effect yeah i wouldn't say stress but really just the problem that i'll have to overcome that obstacle I'm going to have to overcome, which leads to stress, is like impulse. You know what? On that note, why don't we take a quick break? Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? Great idea. All right. We'll be back right after this. Okay, and we are back. So we talked to you guys about um, what stress does to us personally, and hopefully you guys were thinking about your own lives and what stresses you guys out. Because uh, that was basically our main goal. But now I want to talk about the procedure of stressing to unstressing. And the one thing that keeps coming up that I keep thinking about is this idea uh, called the line of comfort. Um, when I heard this idea first from this guy, I've talked about this guy a lot. His name is Jerry Terry. Jerry. Josh Terry, Josh Terry, and he <laughs> talks about line of comfort and he says it's anxiety and boredom. But in this episode, I kind of want to change that to stress and unstress. Um, Do you know... Okay, actually, no. Real quick, before we go into that. Francis, would you rather be uh, anxious or bored all the time? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, which is worse in your opinion? I always think about this in terms of change. I should really stop that. Because change really allows you to just make it so that everything is the right answer. But okay, anxiety or boredom? I would rather be anxious because it's giving me much more in life. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. even though it's I agree. even though it's me probably going to make actually. my That's life shorter 
Um, but yeah, okay. So what I why the reason why I wanted to talk about the line of comfort is what we said earlier about going from stress directly to unstress and going from like intense schoolwork and lectures and then straight down to like Netflix, like what you and I do. But from what I understood from what he was talking about is this, you need this recovery stage. Um, and it's called the line of comfort where you're in the, it's not in the like middle between stress and unstress. It's more like it's more towards anxiety, but it's still closer to the middle. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, but in that space, it's, it's at recovery period after, after being in that unstress mode or after being that stress mode, you, that little line of comfort where you should be most of the time in your life is a space to learn, is a space to take things in. Um, if you, if we take in that lecture example, after we do our lectures and all that stuff, that recovery period might be that, that walk you take after class where you can let your mind uh, recover and not going straight into Netflix because then if you go straight to Netflix, um, you go from stress to unstress really quick and it kind of shortens that. It makes that line of comfort a lot harder to get to in the future. Do you agree to that to some extent? Yeah, because I was thinking about that today. Like, I don't know if you if if you charge up or if you charge up your stress and then and then all, all of a sudden just get rid of it all with uh, with like Netflix or something that takes your mind off of it, but still, you know, makes you use up. Oh, I guess it, it was kind of a different kind of thing, but like it makes it still makes you use up some mental energy that when you come back to that thing that you kind of have to work on your mental energy is going to be lessened and uh you're going to have less mental energy for that thing but i don't think it really relates to what you're saying no it actually kind of does i think actually okay what's hard what's really really hard it's not um relaxing and being in that comfort zone that itself is easy because once you're in that comfort zone you can just ride that wave till however however long you feel like it. Yeah. The hardest part about that is learning to sit with it and learning, or not certain, not learning to sit with it, but learning to get to that comfort zone because it's so easy to go from stress to unstress really quickly. It's so easy, but it's that learning to be in that line of comfort. That's really hard. Um, for you, what does that line of comfort look like for you? If you were to do it, like what I did today was that I, I just watched um, I watched a show, and uh, usually I have it I have my work scheduled out for me because I do it and I say like I have to start this by like I guess two and so today what I did was I just moved it forward so I said I was gonna I like put in my phone that I was gonna start work at three I started watching my show right by three I didn't feel satisfied I was still like <laughs> I was still kind of stressed out my heart was beating still. I could feel it and I was like, eh, I don't want to do work right now still. So what I did was I pushed it forward to four. So I pushed it forward to four. I started watching. When it came to four, I felt a little bit more relaxed. Like I still had that stress, but it was kind of that good stress that kind of made me want to stand up. And like once I got to my computer, I'd start doing stuff and it'd be just comfortable. Line of comfort. That's what I think the line of comfort is. When it's like when you've done sufficient relaxation and unstressing for you to feel like that stress but not have uh, it be debilitating yes 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 so okay so you're looking at it from the unstress to comfort level so like what about what about the stress to comfort you're going down that 
what is that what would that look like for you stress to comfort i feel like that was stress to comfort but i just right oh okay okay so like you wouldn't consider homework and schoolwork itself like a stress mindset or a stressful area environment um i i would consider it that and going and watching my tv show i feel like was just the way to take take that stress down a notch so that i was in the comfort zone to do it okay okay Ooh, okay, I, I think i think what you're asking is how i can get from the unstressed part to the stress part no wait okay wait oh. wait um, i feel like that's wait, an so, easy thing to do for me yeah i'll give you so my example is after i do my after do a class or my last class today it was, it was my marketing class so after my marketing or not marketing um international business after my international business class took my dog out for a walk and listened to a podcast listened to music so that itself and within that time i was still like thinking about my day thinking about the stuff Ooh, i learned today I and how i can mean. apply yeah, those yeah. things okay yeah. yeah yeah so like my state wasn't boredom boredom for me would be like chilling watch netflix because that's like it's irrelevant it's i wouldn't say it's ir- okay yeah it's irrelevant it's irrelevant to what's actually supposed to be happening um, but that land of comfort is still that learning when I'm on the walk, learning and thinking. And Yeah, coming from that unstressed to stress part. Yeah, I guess for me, it really doesn't go to that unstressed part. Even when I'm watching a show, it's still in the stress part. So I'm just continuously trying to bring it down enough so that it's uh, in that line of comfort. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. I see maybe, what you're saying. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just trying to think if I'm actually learning something while I'm watching this TV show. Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, actually, I try to though. The, and the reason is because I schedule it out because I say that work is going to start in an hour. I say to myself, like, in the back of my mind, I'm saying this time is only for this show and all mm-hmm. the benefits you're going to get at this point. Like, you don't worry about anything else except this show. So in that sense, I try and like really focus on the show so that at the time which I have allotted for this show, this mm-hmm. is the best time to do it. And that I think oh, works right, for okay. me when it comes to stress. It really works for me when it comes to stress because uh, when I exercise, um, I try and say that this is the time to do it. This is the only, like, y- you don't have to worry about anything else. And I love that I bring this up actually because when you were talking about um, kind of your separation, ways to separate things in last episode, I was kind of confused about what you meant by that. Like you were asking, how do you separate things? Like, do you separate things by room, by time? You remember when you yeah, asked yeah, that yeah. question? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was confused. I was like, what the hell? Like, like <laughs> I just, everything is everywhere, bro. I don't know what you're talking about, but, but okay, now I, I realize what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Time, like breaking things up by time and really saying that at this time, you don't worry about that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It really helps. Like it gives mm-hmm. you time to really relax. And so there's a clear, I guess you could say derivative at the time because you know, we were talking about like being the marginal man when you have a, t- when you don't really have like set things set apart, you think that there's, there's no clear, like there's no clear derivative. You're not going up or down. You're kind of just in this kind of limbo because you haven't really specified what this, this space or what this time is for. But when you say that this time right now is for relaxation or this time right now is for exercise or this time right now is whatever, whatever, then you have a clear derivative. You, you, have, you have a clear like way to go. And what I think is today when I allotted that time and just gave myself that time, like I really 
made it clear to myself that right now you have to de-stress or else it's going to be bad for you. I think that really helped. Right. So here's my, uh, I guess, problem with, with that is because like we're going from stress from a stress situation and then giving that time. And then the next time after that is the unstressed right away. Because like that's what it sounds like, right? You go from stress to unstressed right away. Yeah, it, this is what I think. And it's just my theory. There's nothing. There's nothing like um, real or evidential about this. But I think that um, I think in in the long run, it's kind of dangerous because you because like there's no there's no in between, you know? Because like once you go from a high stress, then you go straight to low stress. There's no that rest period. Although boredom, if we call it boredom and unstressed, the same thing right now. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna think of it as a problem. Like I was in a stress state, and then I went right to I guess sort of a boredom state. I'm saying that's wrong. Yeah, that's my theory. So I have to be. I have to be kind of on my way there. I have to be sort of still engaged with something. Yeah, it's like yeah. So like the way I'm thinking about this is going from stress and before you go to that unstressed boredom state, you have to ride this comfort lines wave because if you do ride that, if you do ride a comfort line stage, then, then it becomes easier for you to go from unstressed to stress later, you know, because then there's no lingering thoughts while you're in your unstressed stage. Cause if you go from stress to unstressed right away, you still, there's still that lingering thought of school and homework you have to do later. But once you're in that comfort line and you're thinking, okay, I'm done that. I can, I can um, engage with some, I can actually engage with something, not like, not a boredom state, but like engage with something else and learn uh, with what I learned before. So like with my example was that walk, like going for a walk with my dog. I'm not in that boredom state. I'm in that, I'm in like kind of that comfort state where I can learn, I can chill and like learn um, yeah, but it's not high stress, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Because when I was in that boredom state, yeah, it really did still feel like, and it, and at that time it was kind of jumbled. Like that's, I guess, what you're, what you mean by it's dangerous to do that because it's, it is kind of jumbled. I really didn't, I may not have at that time had a clear uh, derivative, and that's just because, like internally in my mind, there is no. There was no disconnect from the high stress situation I was previously in. Yeah. So then, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you have to walk that line first, dude. I totally, I totally agree because like right before you sleep, I guess that's a very definition of an unstressed state, right? If you do something really stressful, or you do, you like watch a video that's like really stimulating, or I guess you work out or something. I don't know. And you try and go to sleep, you won't be able to. There has to be a middle ground for you to. Like right after your stress, you can go in that middle ground and just, you know, sit with it. Sit and like relax, still mentally engaging with what just happened. And it's kind of like within that space is that learning space. Because then when you're mentally engaging with what happened or what's happening in front of you, there's, you, you're kind of pushing away that lingering feeling for later. So although like going from stress to unstressed to Netflix, like that kind of thing, it's immediately it's helping you relax in the long run and like for the further the, the longer you do this for it's going to affect your state of mind when you are in stress and the future times when you are unstressed yeah because you get confused right there was no transition mm-hmm there was no transition yeah 
Oh, uh-huh. damn. Yeah, like that. There's no That's beautiful. So, wow. Um, I guess what I'm saying is uh, we basically made this whole segment about that. But what I'm saying is uh, you, everyone needs a comfort line because without that comfort line, stress becomes more stressful later on is my main message to that. Because, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's, it's super jarring to go from one thing to the other without going through that comfort line first and sitting with it. It's super jarring. Mm-hmm. And because you're being like thrown around mentally all the time, you're not going to know where you are in a yes. any given moment, right? It's like, oh. it's like being put in a blender. Oh, <laughs> it's keep like, it going. It's like, dude, it, it is. It's like being put in a blender <laughs> mentally because you don't have the time to realize where you are. Oh, like you have to place yourself. You have to understand where you're at. Like, like, yeah, you are a really complicated machine and machines are just like, they just have states. They're like mm-hmm. in one state, they're in the next state and then the next state. And the mm-hmm. reason they work so well is because they know where they're at all the time. But if you're just like throwing yourself around all the time and not giving yourself that time to really figure out where you are, you're not going to work efficiently. You're just going to be confused. You know what you know what I like about that is that you said we are complicated machines. A machine itself can do one task to another without transition. But since we are complicated, we need Ooh. that. We need that little Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> We need that space. Okay, yo, chill. I love it. I love it. I love that. That was really good. Yeah, great realization. Goddamn. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, so, okay, real quick. I We should go to the break soon. But I really want to talk about this idea of skunk, kunk, and unkunk. Because I remember when we first talked about this, I was like, yo, I love this. Okay. So, uh, in one of my classes, right... It's a, it's a risk analysis class where um, you have to figure out the best, the best outcomes for the decisions that you're making or, or the decisions that you're making each have an outcome and you want to figure out what is the best decision to make for that outcome. And that's pretty much the gist of it, right? And obviously in order to make these decisions, you need to have uh, analyses of uncertainties with the project. You need to have information. And this information or uncertainties can be put into three different categories, which is what you said, like a kunk, an unkunk, and a skunk. So, you know, I'm just going to explain this. And then at the end, hopefully I can relate it to back to back to stress and unstress. Hopefully. I don't know if I will. <laughs> but yeah, these are really complicated things. So a kunk. A kunk is something that you know you need to know in order to succeed. So I guess given an engineering project, like an like a bridge or something. A kunk is like needing to know what's under the under the surface of the soil, right? Because that's where you put your foundations. That's where you have to put your footings and everything. And that's what the building is going to stand on. So if you don't know that information, your your stuff's going to fall. Your stuff's going to fail. So that's a kunk because that's a, a piece of information that you don't know, right? You don't know it, but you need to know it. It's like a known, it's like an it's a known unknown because you know that you need it, but you don't have it yet. So it's an unknown still. Okay, so that's a kunk. An unkunk. This is something that you don't know you don't know. It's like it can be as crazy as a meteor, a meteor shower that takes out your entire project. Maybe it can be political factors that, you know, completely kill the project, not because of 
you know anything bad on the engineers end or because it's not feasible you know it's just because politics is politics and you don't know what's happening and like so it dies so it's it's something that you don't know you don't know something that's out of your control and finally a skunk a skunk is something that is known so it's like a piece of information that everybody can see um it does pertain to the project but what a skunk is and and it's called a skunk for good reason is it's known information that doesn't help anybody i can only relate it i can only like this is a hard one because i can i know i know what it it is in terms of okay yeah okay i'll just give it this example so so in math right mathematicians really like to make models for things they like to model things and and when it's done well like newton's equations that describe physics they're really simple models like force equals mass times acceleration but they're so true like you can see that an apple falls at force force equals mass times acceleration it's physics like it's hard to explain but it works it's true right and it's a model and it's and it's it's well defined by experiments and everything but when it's not done well when mathematicians try and make models for things that are crazy unstable or uh, they're not predictable, they're completely unpredictable, but they claim that these models are true for this thing. It's like known information that these models are supposed to emulate this kind of uh, structure of nature, this, uh, this, this phenomenon, right? But when you, try, when you try and model things, these, these assumptions that you make are crazy and they're wild and th they, they result in inaccuracies and so this information is no good, right? It's supposed to, it's like known information that it's supposed to claim uh, models the specific situation you want it to model, but it's bad information. It's a skunk. So that's a skunk. So, so in, terms of, in terms of stresses, right? Obviously, <clears throat> obviously a stress from the definition that I made of it, which is what is like my first attempt to try and relate things together, the reaction of having to overcome an obstacle obstacles are full of uncertainties they're full of uncertainties you don't you don't know if you're going to do something well or do something right like and stress it came from our 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 past human need to fight things to deal with bears and survive and so it just made us able to deal with that and increased our chances of survival. And if you have a unkunk, when you know, when you know something, when you know that you need to know something, it kind of lowers that a little bit, takes the uncertainty away and decreases the need for something to be an obstacle. So it's not an obstacle anymore because you know that there's specific steps that you need to get there. There's not much, there's not much like uncertainty and that's what a conch does. It makes you like, it makes you relaxed and it decreases stress. An unconch will increase stress <laughs> because you don't know, you don't know. It's like, I guess for those crazies out there, I guess they're, they're afraid that a meteor is going to hit. I, I, I don't know. I just came up with that example. Like that's going to be stressful for you because it's a catastrophe, you know, global pandemic, you know, uh, you know, this whole coronavirus thing, that's an unconk. Nobody knew this was going to happen. 
and it's causing a lot of stress right now, right? So, so there, there that is. And then a skunk, something that's like gonna cause you stress because it's a bad thing, but it's known, so it's real. That is, that is just plainly bad, right? Because, because it's it's just something that has to do with how you perceive things. And for some people, their perception they can't control. It's like it's like it's like schizophrenia or, or something bad like that. It's like they can't because they can't control how they perceive things because it's like a mental deficiency. So it's hard for them not to be stressed out by things because things just appear really stressful. And that's a skunk. That just sucks, right? That just sucks. And so I guess how you um, characterize what information is, a kunk, an unkunk, or a skunk is how you deal with at least to me, which is why I brought this up, this is how you deal with stresses. You have to first characterize how information comes to you, like what you perceive them as. And then you work towards making the things that suck, like like unkunks or skunks. You try and try your best to make them a kunk. Try and make them make sense and try and try your best to decrease the uncertainties that are so prevalent in this world and try and solve these problems so for people that's that's just decreasing stress for everybody you're solving problems so that people don't have to feel this way i think there's like that glimmer of hope there that you know if humanity tries to make it tries to make kunks more of a thing where everything kind of just starts making sense then we'll be less stressed out so yeah, there was a long-winded uh, kind of explanation about what that I, was. Actually, I want to I wanna get into that a little bit more, but I think first we'll take a quick break. Let the sponsors say what they have to say. How about this? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we'll be back right after this. And we are back. So I want to quickly talk about skunk, kunk, and unkunk again before we move on to the next thing. But um, Francis said in there that skunk is the worst one of them all. And I kind of want to, I'm disagreeing with that because I, here's how I disagree with it. Actually. I agree that skunk is like one of the worst it, between the three of them. It's definitely the worst one. If, if it is not understood, if it's not understood, then it will be the worst one. Um, so in that sense, I'm not calling it the worst one. I think it's the most dangerous one. Because mm. if you're selling something, if you're selling an idea that you know it isn't true, you just want it to be true, then that's when it becomes the worst. But it's for me, it's to the extent of dangerous because there's still an option for you to do it before you extend it to someone else. You know what I mean? So that's why I think it's not the worst one. I think it's the most dangerous one. I think unkunk immediately at at, at a point, unkunk is the worst one because mm. like for me, that's like where my stress comes from is the unknown. It's the unknown of like it, no control, basically. There's no control with unkunk. Where they're bad and where they're, you know, the worst has to do with really like correctness versus stress. Oh, and, okay. what, and what I mean okay. by that is like, is like, you know, in the engineering world, uh, you can be really stressed out about something. And have it be correct by the end of the day because you kind of dealt with everything. Or you could be uh, not stressed out about something and be like confident in it, but it's totally wrong. 
and that happens a lot too right um so it depends on what you want like if you're if you don't want that stress and you just want to like go ahead and do do things but you know maybe maybe they won't be like maybe maybe they won't be correct you treat an you treat a a skunk as the worst thing wait wait no you treat an unkunk as the worst thing it's it's just that the unkunk will give you stress because and you don't want that you don't want to turn yeah yeah it's it's you, you don't want that because it's just not known but if you want to i guess be correct there's like a skunk which you have to kind of analyze everything that you do know and say are these things really true are these things like are these things just you know disguised as being good good knowledge and you know good information but they're really something bad and we just haven't found it yet so i think that's where that comes but but i'll say that where where the person who finds stress is a bad thing can find solace in this kind of model and find like comfort in this kind of model is by turning an unkunk into a kunk and that's why they're kind of so similar because an unkunk all you have to do to turn it into a kunk, which is a good thing, which is an unknown, which is a known unknown, like something that you don't know yet, but you can deal with it because you know how to deal with it, is by thinking of them. An unkunk turns into a kunk when you know what it is. If you're in a project and and you're worried about meteor showers, then all you have to do to turn it into a kunk is say that meteor showers are a possibility here and then just analyze it. But obviously, you know, that comes with costs and you don't really want to do that. But yeah, that's, that, that's, that's how you can, that's how you get rid of stresses, I guess, by just thinking of them. What would happen to the world if stress disappeared? What do you think would happen to humanity? It would be pretty sterile. Yeah, everything would just happen for a reason and like no need to worry about anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything has, we, okay, yeah, so I... I feel like there's a lot to deep in to dive into this, but branching it from that main question. But I want to answer it and basically say that I think, um, Francis, what you said about the complicated machine, I think that's the best way to answer this is that if what would happen to the world if stress disappeared, we don't end up, human beings don't become complicated machines anymore. We just, we become machines where there is rhyme and reason to everything we do. Um, yes. Because when stress is part of the picture, the rhyme and reason, it's offbeat. There's no, there, it's unpredictable, like when stress becomes part of the equation. Because mm-hmm. you can feel confident about doing something, and then out of nowhere you feel stressful for the results. Then the, the rhyme and reason to get up there and do it becomes less logical because of the stress of the result. Um, but if stress disappeared it'd be easy to go up there and just do it, not feeling stress about the result and just being okay with it. So I guess what I'm saying is that would the world be better off if stress disappeared? I'd say ultimately yes, but it's a sad, it's a sad world. It'd be a sad world, in my opinion. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> it won't be a bad world. It'll be a sad world. Hmm. What so just going back to this definition, I guess it hasn't been disproven yet, so I'm just I'm gonna go with it. Okay, the reaction of having to overcome an obstacle, right? Yeah, that's what stress is. And obstacles, obstacles are the hard things that need to be solved, they're those conks 
There's they're the un sorry no they're the unkunks that need to be turned into kunks. That's what stresses are. They're the unknowns that nobody knows about, but it stresses them out because nobody knows about them. But that's the challenge, and that's where stress comes from: finding them out, turning them into kunks, solving them, and then making a better hmm. world. So you're saying that the world would be better if there's stress, because then there's more <laughs> there's more issues. There's uh, wait, okay. Uh, are you saying there's it's better if there's stress because then there's more questions to be answered. If there was no stress, Elon Musk wouldn't. If there was no stress to figure out, sorry, if there was no stress to realize that a big unconk was how to get off this planet, to go to go find other things, because that's an unconk. Like nobody would have thought that would be an issue until now when things are going pretty pretty funny in the world right now right (laughs) so so yeah elon musk realized that without stresses like that without stresses of uh, the unknowns which would occur because we stay on this planet forever and ever and realizing that the problems can be solved by just leaving and had that that being the unconk sorry if that was pretty like long stretch there but then Elon Musk wouldn't make SpaceX and we wouldn't be on our way, right? I don't know. That's like one example. Oh. But. Oh, my God. I just I just had a revelation. Yeah. It just came to me. Um, Wow. Okay. So I don't know if this is going to solve my stress issue with control. But for some reason, you explaining that whole Elon Musk going to a different planet kind of and that unkunk, using that as an unkunk. For some reason, like, made me realize this. Maybe the way I'm thinking about stress and control, I'm not framing it right. Although control is good. Control is good to have so that you can do whatever you want at the time you want to do it. Maybe, maybe not having control, not having control at all is best. Because then there's more, there's more to answer because if we talk if we think about what we talked about in previous episode um i don't remember which one it was but the the answer to life isn't as exciting without the question uh, and that's how and that's how i want to relate that to this is maybe not having control at all is best i think stress is such a big part of my life mm. do you want it to is stay it, though yeah that's i guess that would be my question like i just is having stress a big part of your life a good thing? Are you, are you asking me or is that rhetorical? That's like the big question that I'm having. I'm asking. I'm asking. Oh. Oh, okay. If you were to have stress like 100% of who you are and not not even the bad stress, maybe, maybe like let's put it in the most positive light because obviously the bad stress is not good for you, but maybe the good stress. The stress of Olympic athletes that make them want to go out there and compete and really just show show everybody, show the world what they're made of. And they're fired up because of it. If you were to have that 100% of the time, is that a good thing? Um, no, I think it's not a good thing because okay. like if, we th- if you think about it, stre- like athletes, bodybuilders and all that stuff, they're not hitting the gym at maximum level every single day. Like they have off days, they go in the gym, it's kind of like a relaxed day. And that 
in this analogy, I guess what I'm saying is that those maximum intense days are like, oh, I don't know if you heard my stomach there. Holy shit. Um, those <laughs> okay. max, those maximum days when you're going in the gym and you're going full out, those are like, let's call that the high stress, that high stress. But then that line of comfort where you're going into the, the gym and just, you know, you know, relaxing your muscles, like letting them do a few things, but not like maximum. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where I think, that's what I think, uh, that's why, sorry, that's why I think being 100% stressful or being 100% stress, good stress and bad stress together all the time, I don't think it's good. Yeah, because you need that line of comfort. Because at times- Is that, is that what you were need. asking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because at okay. times there's an obvious need because life isn't always just go, go, go. I mean, it can be for a certain period of time. I guess, I guess, I guess this goes back to, or this goes into who I am as a person and believing that, believing that there's a possibility for you to always be, a, be improving and being in a stress, stress, good stress situation because that's how diamonds are formed. Oh. I guess is oh. the way that I've always thought of that, right? That's oh. my... That was my thinking for like a long time, but I realized because we're human, that's impossible. That's mm -hmm. impossible. Yeah, facts. You're going to have times when you relax. You're going to have times when you take a break. And those times you can't be on. You can't have your on switch on. Mm-hmm. And that requires a line of comfort because you need to get there somehow. You need to take that transition. But if you've never known that that was important, like I guess I have, then you wouldn't know that's what you need. You wouldn't know that you'd need to make that transition. Yeah, that, that diamond, that diamond metaphor. Ooh, mm. yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot, actually. Yeah. But that's uh, why they're so rare because, because, you know, obviously as a human... Yeah, you don't you don't see that often. You don't see that often. I feel like Elon Musk oh. as an example is is a diamond because he was he went through oh. he, he was in a situation where he was in constant pressure for like five, like I don't know how long, like 10 years where he had to go through Tesla, SpaceX, failure after failure after failure and always having to improve. That's a diamond and that's how you make them. But for the average person, there's rest periods and there's times when you have to learn learn to take that transition and i feel like even elon musk at times has to take that rest period oh for sure and and this is just it's just yeah like last 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 episode i was talking about that that we don't deal in absolutes because that's what the sith do that this is this is star wars again talking <laughs> okay. we're not absolute pressure lovers which is what I thought. We're not absolute pressure lovers. We are human beings and we really need to relax sometimes. And relaxation has steps and it has things that need to be done. And I've, I've never known that because I've never thought that relaxation was a good thing, I guess. Wow. Like, like, like you said, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, he's definitely has, he definitely has a line of comfort and he definitely has boredom days. Mm -hmm. But... Um, to always be in that stress, that anxiety, it's impossible as humans because like, yeah. like what you said, we are complicated beings. Yeah. Blow us away, Francis, as Gladys said. <laughs> this is the same reaction that I gave last time. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I'll try. 
Yeah, so everybody, we talked about a lot of things today. I can't even list them all. We talked about the line of comfort. Big realization on my part that I need to take that into consideration. We talked about the skunks, the kunks, and the unkunks. And I, I guess, Vinny, what I heard from you was, uh, or you can speak on this, is that maybe uncertainties and maybe the questions, the questions of life and the uncertainties uh, are a good thing because they mean that there's room for improvement. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly, That's a beautiful sir. thing. And we learned that diamonds are rare. And in our case, as human beings, they only occur in a given time period because as human beings, we will never be under that pressure state, under these pressure states forever. A great thing to realize because stress is, is temporary. And that's a, I don't know, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you guys so much for listening for this week's episode and chilling with us on Late Night Chill Vibes. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm your host, Francis. And we'll see you guys next week on next week's episode. We love all of you. Good night.